Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jennifer Rizzio, founder of Soul Language, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is get, eh, dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. Today, I'm talking with Jenny Glick, embodying your higher self in your marriage. Jenny is a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified sex therapist, and relationship mentor for women. Three years ago, Jenny used her 15 plus years of expertise to create a signature method for women to follow to live a more lit up life in their marriage and relationships. It was a smashing success. So Jenny sold her successful brick and mortar counseling center in Denver, Colorado, and she and her family moved to Mexico to live on beaches for two years while living her best life. Today, over 175 women from all over the country have followed her method and that with astonishing results, even when their partner won't go to therapy or they feel like they have tried everything. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here, Jennifer. I'm excited. So I always like to start with the first question, which is, what has your soul shared with you on your journey? Well, one of the many things that my soul has shared with me on my journey is the thing that I don't want to do is usually the thing that needs to be done. (laughs) (laughs) And so my soul has invited me to lean into the discomfort, to lean into the grist, to dance with my shadow, to really come eye to eye with the thing that makes my belly quiver and my knees weak (laughs) in order to experience full expansion in my relationship and how I show up as an entrepreneur in my parenting relationship with my 20 year old son, with everything, my relationship with wealth, right? The list goes on and on. I love that. And here's the thing. It makes her human quiver. It doesn't make her soul quiver, everyone, right? Like that's that, that, soul pushing you because the soul is always saying more, 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 more. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about our higher self in relationships and marriage and life. Why Mm. do people step out of their knowing their connection in relationships? Mm. I actually think that uh, they don't realize that they're stepping out of their knowing in you know, there, there is a kind of evolution that happens or an ascension process maybe in relationships. So intimate relationship shows up, up in us all different aspects of ourselves. It's why it is, you know, I often say your relationship is your ashram. It's the place where you can really witness parts of yourself, reclaim parts of yourself that you otherwise would not even know are there. And so for many of the women who I tend to work with, who gravitate towards me, they are really successful professionally. They have great communities. They are entrepreneurs. They're successful. But then in their intimate relationship, that amazingness collapses 
because what's shown up is what I think of as kind of your 1.0 self, right? Again, this isn't linear, but just so that our brain has something to grab onto. This version of you, of me, of us, you know, as humans that can be more regressed, our adolescent part that's like, I don't like that or or wants to, you know, emotionally push the person away or defend or argue, you know, get into those emotional tug of wars with the other, your partner, your spouse, your teenager, whomever it might be that you're in intimate connection with in that moment. And what I believe is that our intimate relationships show that up in us because that's part of our personal growth curriculum, right? We all have our own personal growth curriculum that we're walking around with, but most of us do the normal thing, which is to look at our partner and say, well, he or she is broken. They need to go to therapy. They need to do it differently. And we put all of the attention on how they need to change or it needs to change rather than witnessing and recognizing how we are projecting so much onto them and a part of ourselves is being invited to come forward into the light, right? So we can see it, so we can heal it, express it, move through it, dance with it, do art with it. You know, there are many dozens of different um, practices that I give my clients so that they can get to know what that very human part of them is trying to show up. That's why it's being triggered, or my word is activated, over and over and over again, because it has something to tell you. So give us a tangible tip. Like, we're being activated, we're being flash triggered. What the heck do we do then? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a process, right? I'm not a huge fan and I want to give your listeners value. I'm not a huge fan of tips and tricks because it has to be within a context of commitment to yourself, right? And so my assumption is your listener has a context of the willingness to be anchored in themselves, to uh, commit to themselves, knowing that that activation that's coming up is mirroring something that's important for them to see. Because without that context, Jennifer, what happens is we read or hear different tips and tricks out there in the big, big world, and then we try it and we're like, well, that didn't work, right? And we throw it away. And it's not that the tip or trick isn't useful, but without a commitment to yourself, then that kind of adolescent part of us isn't going to finish the marathon, right, of life. So I would say in that moment, it's taking a breath. I teach my clients often, take a breath, anchor, breathe, put your hand on your heart, which we do over many, many weeks of our work together so that they can start not just physically embodying that practice of touching their heart and anchoring in, but practicing feeling the feelings of connection and groundedness, and then pairing those feelings with thoughts, beliefs, knowings, I am safe, I am held, this is showing something up in me that's necessary. I'm learning how to not take this personally, right? So I help to uh, teach my clients how, how to anchor new beliefs around that feeling, that body chemistry, right? So you have that then architecture 
of holding yourself, right? Because when we're in a conflictual situation, we want our partner to hold us. We want them to be caring and kind. We want them to lean in. We want them to be compassionate, but they're probably not doing it, which is why you're activated. But if you abandon yourself to anger, to rage, to defendedness, right? Then you're perpetrating against yourself the very thing that you're angry that your partner has done in that moment. So you come in to relationship with yourself. You, you hold, create a container for yourself. And it's not about holding back anger. There are a lot of reasons why we get angry in relationship. And sometimes we need to get angry in relationship, right? So that it's not that anger is wrong, but it is about being a grown ass woman being responsible for your potency, your power of anger, right? And so as you can be in that intimate moment with yourself, connect to yourself, breathe. Some of my clients, even that part is really challenging. So I have them do things like burpees. If you know what a burpee is, it's kind of this CrossFit workout move or do five push-ups, or jump up and down, um, f- do some squats, do something physically to, to shake Move the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And to shake the etch a sketch. Right. Um, and so in that moment, I think that's one of the most important things to do to get a higher version of yourself online for that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you gave several tips there and, and I think that's important. I think that people do need that action step and yes, the main tip is you always need that commitment to yourself. This is not an overnight thing. There's no overnight success and there's no quick fix. Like I think so often we're like, change the channel, change the channel, change the channel. But it doesn't work that way. Like if you want, a re- all relationships are internal and eternal. So if you want better relationships, you need to work on the relationship with yourself and then make decisions from a place of wholeness and completeness versus blaming and shaming. So love that. What has been that big question that you've been asking yourself lately? Mm, uh, What more can I learn from my shadow? So one of the beautiful parts of being in long-term committed relationship, I'm 22 years married to my husband at this point, is that I've personally done so much of my own work. I've been a therapist for a long time and now working in the mentorship space for a long time. And there's always more to grow and expand. And I know that more comes in a place of discomfort, which which is the shadow, which are those things that I maybe don't want to look at or don't want to lean into or you know, to use your language, you make my human parts squirm and being willing to shine the light on those and uh, really get into nitty gritty relationship uh, with those parts because I want to experience all the nooks and crannies of who I am, what I can embody on this planet while I'm here for what, whatever time that is. Love that. What do you find uh, is a main theme of major stressor in relationships and concern? A main theme of stressor. Um, well, there, I mean, the, the easy answer is sex and finances, right? Um, 
So that's where most really intimate partnerships, marriages tend to go off course. And, you know, underneath that sort of the layer underneath is when it is that we're invited to differentiate from our partner. So part of how love relationships go are we come together and the metaphor I use is it's like two circles and these two circles, you overlap and we're like, same, same. And you finished my sentence and it feels so good. And we need that, right? We need that kind of closeness and sameness in order to develop that connection with our beloved. And then those two circles in a healthy dynamic need to start to separate. Okay. So they're, they're sort of pulling into their difference. That's called differentiation. Uh, the Jungian term is individuation. And ultimately those circles are going to pull to the point where they're in a figure eight lying on its side. That's a lemniscate. And in that, that differentiation, when I start seeing my partner wants A and I want B, Again, whether it's around co-parenting, finances, sex, uh, you know, the last two years, COVID, that's been a big one. My partner believes this and I believe that. So the places that show up our difference are the places that invite us to question ourselves, question our partner. And what we tend to, to go to is saying things like, well, we're just not like how we used to be, you know, we used to be connected. We should go back to how it was. When I worked in the traditional therapy space and I had couples come in, they often said, our goal is to go back to where we were. Well, where you were, you were enmeshed and that's not healthy, you know, long-term. We start off enmeshed and that's connected. Just like if you have a child, you're two circles on top of each other. That's great. But you don't want to be there 25 years later. You need to differentiate and individuate. And so the invitation is, how is it that we be an intimate, loving relationship with someone who's different from us? Which, Jennifer, I fully believe is what we need to learn as a collective, right? So as above, so below. How we do it in our intimate relationship is also how we have to learn to do it globally. And we're not very good at that, right? Globally, what tends to happen is if you want A and I want B, I want to destroy you, right? right? Mm-hmm. And that's not working out so well. Love it. So as we're wrapping up towards the last question, how do people get more of you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can go to my website, jennyglick.com, or find me on Facebook. I have a free Facebook group for women who are interested in learning more about what I do. They can find me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. I usually post a video once a week. Uh, I have lots of different uh, offerings for women that are very depth-oriented and help you reprogram yourself, kind of come into the higher version of yourself, practice unlearning what's not working, and then embodying the higher aspects of yourself in your life and in your intimate relationships. And what I find is when you engage on this kind of journey, right, this path, because transformation is a path, right, not a destination, that your life organically starts to change. So it's not so much about fixing something, working on it. It's not about striving. You become different, so your world becomes different as well. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Jennifer, for your time. I appreciate it. So my last question is, if you were 
a magnet on your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Oh, the first thing that came up for me, so I'm just going to say it, is game on. <laughs> Love it. Yay. Well, thanks again, Jenny. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Ask and Answer by Soul with Jennifer Rizzio. The Ask and Answer by Soul podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, you can secure your free sacred practice tool at soullanguage.us forward slash sacred practice. Thanks, everyone, and bye for now. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.